Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Yeah, it was quite interesting. Now, when it got to the eventual bottom, uh, 3,150 points, look, I can't remember exactly uh, where it was one month later, but it, but it was it, it, it had pushed up really, really, really hard. Um, it, yeah. had, it had grown quite a bit off that bottom. Yeah. And that's what tends to happen. Um, yeah. And what you're really seeing there is you're seeing that, that um, fear to get out becomes fear to get in. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess at any point in time, you've got X amount of people that are looking to buy and you've got X amount of people that are looking to sell now. In normal conditions, um, the buyers and the sellers match up. What you have yeah. when people are panicking is that you have a mismatch there. So you have so much supply and very little demand. Um, yeah. People are selling, they're panicking, the price keeps dropping because no one wants yeah. to buy. Everyone's waiting for what they think is the bottom. Yeah. Um, and then and then all of a sudden, a, a huge group of people panic and they panic out yeah. and they sell. Um, yeah. The saying is when the last person has panicked out, that yeah. uh, things turn around and start to head north then, yeah. which, yeah. Is, which is, I guess, a simple but a, a true analogy. And then all yeah. that money that was waiting on the sidelines to come in and buy for a discount yeah. where people are hoping to get into the bottom, they yeah. suddenly start to panic and realize yeah, that, that they're going to miss it. Hey, I think we've missed the bottom here. So yeah, um, you get that flip around then and yeah. you get, you get demand uh, exceeding supply um, yeah. because if you were going to panic and all of a yeah. sudden you, you see what you think was the bottom and then uh, the price has jumped by 10 or 15% up all yeah. of a sudden you're thinking, okay, I'm going to hang off. I'm not going to panic anymore. Mm. And then you've got all this money on the sidelines that's been waiting yeah. to come in. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and all of a sudden those people realize, Hey, we've missed the bottom. We can still get in for 15% yeah. down though. And then they start to move in and the price starts to head north again. Yeah. I think it's, that's why I, I want to talk about this. Cause I think it's fascinating to, it's very easy to look backwards at the graph and go, Oh yeah, that's the, that was the top. This was the bottom. And that's kind of what happened there. Oh, yeah, it dropped by 15% in that one week. But you go, the actual lived experience is very different because you're just going, it's not, you weren't at the bottom of that. When that when you had that 15% drop in one week, like, like we said the other day, no one rings a bell at the bottom and says, all right, that's it. It's all over now. It's going to go up from here. So you have that drop. And then you also have the, you're sort of sitting there waiting, hoping things don't get worse. So it's, it's not, and then, and then very quickly you have that, that rebound and it goes from a fear that things are going to get worse to a fear that, oh, geez, if, if I have panicked and sold, I've missed out here. I've got to rush to get back in. And that's, so is that, that's, that's right. Yeah. Is that what, what was the, was there, was there people then a month after that bottom when things had rebounded really quickly, were there people that had panicked that were, that were now trying to rush and get back in? Um, there, so, so, um, yeah, there were, 
there were. And look, there were along the way as well, because I, I guess it never heads straight down and straight back yeah. up. There's all these yeah. little rallies and then there's, um, you know, it'll, it'll drop. Yeah. Uh, like cool. this last week, for example. Well, that's what we're saying. We're seeing that now, aren't we? we we're seeing that yeah. now. So, so, so basically, um, Thursday of last week, it was the 23rd of March, uh, the ASX 200 reached 4,613 points. So we could say that's 36% down from its yeah. previous yeah. high uh, of 7,162 points. Yeah. Um, this week or since then, you know, uh, it's, it's rallied, it's picked back up 6% of that. So yeah. we're currently down only 30%. So yeah. Yeah. look, it's very, very hard. If you just think of that, just this last week was fresh yeah. in everyone's mind. Um, uh, now I say this last week, uh, we're recording this on the third of third of April. Yeah. So, yeah. so, um, it's interesting, but, isn't it? Because because was that the bottom? Yeah, was and, yeah. And it was the twenty third of March? Was that the bottom, or is or is that uh, what they refer to as a, a dead cat bouncing? Is that a dead cat bouncing? So so I, I, love, know, I, love, the, the, I love the phrase dead cat bouncing. Do you know you know what it means? Yeah. drop if you it is yeah if you if you drop a anything will bounce if you drop if you drop it from high enough. So you drop from a dead enough, cat yeah. from high enough and, it, and it's still going to bounce and look, and look like it's alive, which is look a pretty like horrific alive, Im- yeah. imagery. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a, um, but uh, that's, that's, I guess, the, the point is when, you, when you're living through this and then comparing it to something that you've, that you've been through previously, you go, in hindsight, when you go, okay, that was the bottom. If someone had said on Friday last week or whenever, whenever we were 36% down, if someone said, if, if you could say to people, Hey, it's okay. Don't panic. This is the bottom. It's all uphill from here. It would it would be a lot easier. But the reality, and this is kind of what I'm saying, you just you can't. You, you know, you're saying to people, you have to not panic because we need to stay invested for the long term. You, you know, we need to we need to be a part of this recovery, and, and you need to stay invested as this recovers. But I don't know, I don't know whether we're at the bottom now, and I don't know when that will come. It might, it might be the bottom now. It might be in six months' time. It might. Yeah, we just we don't know that. It's it's a hard thing to experience without having the hindsight to be able to look back and go, oh, it's it's all good. It all worked out in the end. Yeah. So I I, I remember um, so going back to the global financial crisis, that fall of fifty seven percent that didn't happen all at once, of course. Yeah. 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 It it fell, it fell fifteen percent. It 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 regained five percent. It yeah. fell. Yeah. Yeah. Ten percent. It regained five percent. It fell. It stayed there for a while. It yeah. fell fourteen percent in one week. Um, yeah. From memory, it recovered a little bit the week after. Yeah. It fell again. So, so recognise that I guess on the on March nine, two thousand nine, uh, when it had fallen fifty seven percent in Australia, in America, in Europe, um, people were thinking, "Hey, it's got further to go." When it yeah. rallied the week after, so yeah, you know, it pushed up hard. The week after it regained, and people thought, "Hey, it's another dead cat bounce." Yep. So, um, and then all of a sudden it took off, yep. and and um, yeah, we still weren't sure if that was the absolute bottom, of course, and no one would yep. ever know. It's only yep. months or even years later before you yep. say, "Okay, yep. that was the bottom." Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, yeah. Look, look, there, there, I, I remember thinking there wasn't a great panic for people to yep. get back in at that point in time. There no. were people that were looking to get back in. Um, yeah, but it and this is again what probably happens is that 
you know, it's, it's probably not a month later. It's if, if you look at what's happened since then. So from that very bottom, you know, after, so the next 10 years returns were, were, you know, on average, say 12, 13%. But it, it seems yeah, so if, you, to, if you look at, I mean, if you look at the American markets yeah. and um, uh, if you recall way back at the start of this pod uh, of this episode, we talked about how, uh, when I first started the industry, the uh, it was 2001 and yep. um, the American markets had suffered a big loss in 1999, 2000 yeah. with the yeah. dot-com bus and our Australian uh, companies hadn't suffered at all. So they didn't yep. drop much at all. Yeah, um, It became a bit of a disconnect and, and while Australian shares uh, were really pushing up hard in 2004, five six and seven uh america was really just getting back to where they uh had right. come yep uh from 1999 so yeah. um what had happened at that stage uh if you look at uh, if you look at their top 500 companies they were going into the global financial crisis they were at about 1500 points so about 15 uh yeah. if you call that you know um let's call it 15 dollars a share um, what had happened? What ha- what had happened is well, let's call it fifteen hundred dollars a share. Fifty, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, what had happened is that uh, they had fallen then to six hundred and seventy six points from memory at the bottom yeah. of the global financial crisis, about six hundred and seventy six dollars per 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 share. Yeah. Um, what had happened since then? So from that bottom of six hundred and seventy six. Uh, to fast forward to um, this year, February of this year, they had actually grown from $676 per share to $3,400 per share. So they had really, really rallied up over that period of time. So quadrupled over that time. Quadrupled over that period of time. So, you know, and and so the danger is that there were still people waiting. There were people that sold out at $676 a share. Yeah, uh, and never got back in because they were waiting for the next drop, yeah. and and they waited and they waited and they waited and things went up and up and up and up and up. Yeah. So, um, I guess yeah, we always go back to you just can't predict what's going to happen, and and our yeah. advice to people is to pick your strategy, um, yeah. your strategy, and and just stick to it even when there yeah. is this volatility. Yeah, it it's obviously been. I mean, like we said, these cycles are. Are a, are a normal part of things and, and you see people doing a similar thing after after every cycle and I, I read an interesting thing about this a couple of years ago it was talking about the difference between people's perception of um, investment market returns over the last 10 years and the reality and and that 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 big drop was you know had obviously burnt so many people and it would had been you know really burnt into their their psyche as to how how bad that was so that now you had years where um, I think it was a, a US company thing. So similar, there'd been a year where US companies had you know, grown, the, the price had gone up by 30% and, and they were basically interviewing the average investor, or the average person in the street saying, what happened in the share market this year? And, the, and they, they thought that it had dropped for that year. It's still, that was still, still so in, the, in that fear sort of part of the cycle that they were, so worried that the market was going to drop that they just didn't line up with the reality of what was happening coming out of that 
coming out of the bottom of that GFC. It was things were jumping ahead in terms of share prices, but it just it just didn't feel like that to most people. Yeah, look, I can certainly appreciate that. So, so um, in two thousand and four, five, six, and seven, I remember um, uh, people talking about their investments all the time, and and, yeah. and I remember a lot of people would be, had become day traders, uh, mm. all of these types of things. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be on the front of everyone's mind. Now, yeah. um, uh, if you look at what's happened since the bottom of the, the global financial crisis, it, it's, it's, it's been a lot higher than those years of 2004, 5 and 6 yeah. um, in the American markets uh, in particular, yeah. um, but also in the Australian markets has been very good. So, and and it, I just haven't heard the talk That's at all. About this, like, yep. so yep. I mean, yep. the saying is it's been the most unloved bull market ever, and and I can yeah. appreciate that because yeah, because yeah. Um, yeah, there's been very little talk about about uh, uh, how well that's done, and I and I and I remember seeing those same studies that you were that, that you um, mentioned just before, yeah. where things had gone up by thirty percent in one year, but the perception was that they'd actually had a really bad year. So yeah, so yeah, yeah look, it's 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 one of those things that I think has uh, for the last decade had had um, burned a lasting impression on a lot of people's minds was yeah. the global financial crisis and and that's I think the like the not only is there the if, if you look at the the, um, the effect on the average person who's who's potentially invested through the GFC and and panicked and sold you know when things had dropped you've kind of got a twofold effect of not only have they had that drop. So if they had had their $500,000 and it grew to a million dollars and then it dropped to 500,000 and they panicked and sold, not only do they have that, that kick in the guts of feeling as though, geez, I've lost that. I've lost that 500,000, but they've, they've really learnt, um, you know, they've been, it's really kicked them so hard that they're now probably scared to get back in. And so not only have they, have they sort of, had that drop, but they have now missed out on all those returns over the last 10 years mm. and potentially any returns moving forward. You know, someone who has that experience, it's very hard to then say, Hey, look, like I know you had a bad experience, but over the next 30 years of your retirement, you probably need to have some money invested in companies because you need that long-term growth. It's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Look at, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I think that that's probably a a, a good uh, recap for most people of sort of what you've what you experienced along that way. So I guess what would you say that your main um, lessons learnt through all that were? Uh, certainly. So so the lessons learnt were um, pick a strategy and stick to it. Um, don't yeah. overextend yourself. So so the borrowing to invest works with the yeah. right levels. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm a borrower now to invest uh, because yeah. I'm still young enough to to benefit from that. Yeah. Um, uh, what happened to me and what I saw a lot of people do uh, at that point in time, uh, yeah, was to overextend themselves. So to yep. to overextrapolate what income yep. they were earning, how good things were going, and yep. say, okay, well, well, let's let's really overextend ourselves at that point in time. So, so like I said, I did that and. Um, didn't leave any powder dry. So yeah. when I was going to start my to, to start Lighthouse, I uh, had to actually voluntarily. Now it was voluntarily. I had to sell those companies for yeah. a loss at that point in time yeah. because 
I knew yeah. that I wouldn't have the income for a few good few years until the until the business yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually got up and running. So, yeah. so look, it's good to keep some powder dry. Yeah. Um, Sticking to a strategy, so so yeah, for most of their clients, uh, they they're taking advantage of uh, tax deductions through salary sacrifice and their superannuation. And look, by its very nature, it's a really safe way to invest because uh, people get paid fortnightly or they get paid yeah. weekly. Um, yeah. What it means is that they're actually adding in money on a regular basis, so they're avoiding putting too much in at um, what could be a peak. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, 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 they're drip-feeding money in. Yeah. Sticking to that strategy definitely works. It definitely yeah. works. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that that, um, that that does work. And look, this time is never different. So the yeah. catalyst for this drop, uh, we haven't seen before or we haven't seen for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, but... but Economies are, compl- uh, 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 I guess, economies and companies are very, very resilient yeah. and and um, diverse, and they always recover. Yeah. Uh, so, so it will get to a bottom. Yeah. It will turn. No one will know that. No one will ring a bell. Yeah. What we know, what we know is that when human beings get involved and try to guess that, um, yeah. the majority of people make the worst possible decision at the worst possible time yeah yeah and that's so that's i guess a, a good uh the point you make there of make sure you have a plan make sure you stick to the plan and and if your plan doesn't involve what do i do when uh markets drop by 30 40 percent if you don't have that as part of your plan you don't have a plan because as you said we, we know these cycles are a completely normal part of things we know they're going to happen again and again. As we said the other day, you, no one could have ever predicted that someone would eat a bat in a, you know, in in China, and that would be the thing that caused this drop. But we we know that at some stage there's going to be something that causes that drop. So if you have a plan that doesn't allow for that, then then you don't really have a plan. You just have something that you're hoping for things to go up and up and up. So I think that's yeah, a, that's right. That's a, a good one to bear in mind. Absolutely. And uh, can I just say I feel exhausted. After all, oh, yeah? I, feel, I feel like <laughs> I've been like, the, uh, like a therapy session. <laughs> I feel like I've had it, been lying on the couch in a therapist's office and I'm unloading everything. <laughs> as as you said, the the good thing here is that all the all the lessons learned, all the late nights and the pain and the heartache of the GFC for yourself and clients and things learned and all the rest of it. The, the great thing is now the people that get to listen to this just get to get the benefit of that wisdom without having to to go through the the pain themselves. Yeah, look, um, lot, man. look, don't no, no one, no one, no one likes what's happening now, but yeah. um, things will definitely recover and yeah. and and get back on track with with absolute certainty as they have every time yeah. throughout history. No yeah. one knows uh, when that will be, and it feels, uh, you know, every week feels long for people, and yeah. I can appreciate that because they they yeah. don't know when things are going to to yeah. stop and turn around or what's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah. um. But certainly it will uh, yeah. just hang in there. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.